Blog Talk Radio. I'm getting down to the sum of this. The sum of that. The sum of everything. Come Yours truly, the host 
Christy. She is a good friend of mine because she hasn't denied it yet, and she's an amazing human being, the beautiful and talented G.K. Bose. Welcome to the show, G.K. <laughs> Thanks so much for having me on. I will never deny being your friend. I'm very, very happy to call you my friend, so thank you for that. <laughs> what do you think about host of uh, Come Get Some? Oh, I think he's awesome, and I'm so proud of him. I think he's Thank amazing. Thank you so much. <laughs> okay, so I have with you right now, before we start recording, the wheels are falling off. I have got from Twitter hashtag games. I've got Angry Ref, known as Steve. I've got Heather, who is HD Torch, or Heath. And i got Liver Spot of Joy, her husband Brad on the line. How are you guys doing? Wonderful. Good. I didn't know everybody knew they were married. Weird. And number 10, this question, think fast, what do you think of that? Come get some numbers. He's a pretty cool guy. I've never fucking heard of him. Are we on Yeah. <laughs> Charlie Adler, welcome to the show, Charles. Thanks, Chris. Thank you for having me. All right, obviously you are the original Buster Bunny. Well, it's yours and Santa Claus. <laughs> Oh, Chris, what do you think of that? Come get some. Is that you? Oh, I had a great time. Oh, I had a great Chris. Chris, I really had a, I really had a great time. I really, really did. And you were thoughtful and generous. And um, I'm rooting for you. And I really enjoyed these 45 minutes. I really did. So the host of the live internet radio show, DeadX Radio. He was named the 2015 Mentalist of the Year, and he's just an all-around great guy. Welcome to the show, Morgan Strubler. Hey, Morgan. Hey, buddy. What's going on? How you doing? And they were like, because I was location scouting for a movie that I'm doing coming up, and they were like, oh, you're a celebrity. They were like, can we verify that on Google? And I was like, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> and then they were like, oh, okay, it's fine. I was like, oh, so now that you find out I'm a celebrity, it's okay to come into the country. But when I wasn't, you were going to hold me for two hours. I was like, that's ridiculous. But, um, You know, I'd, I'd like to thank you for having me on the show. I think, you know, for your first live interview, I mean, you nailed it, man. You did a really good job. Thanks. And I had a, Great. Patricia Ray, welcome to the show, Patricia. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy that you are um, venturing on into your uh, uh, podcasting. Um, directed me in the episode of Chuck that <clears throat> the one where Mark and I are um, having sex and my, my son Morgan can hear it through the window. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> that one? That's a funny episode. Um, what do I think of what? That come get some. Uh, I think I'm going to come get some. <laughs> so there you have it. Everybody just loves being a part of come get some. So be a part of the sixth call and join us every Thursday at 12.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and archived on iTunes. See you there. That about sums it up. Chris has a podcast? Thank you for having us on the debut episode. <laughs> we are honored. Come on. Come on. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
All right, guys, it's that time. It's my 12th episode of Come Get Some, and this will probably run over into the 13th episode because I'm planning a five-hour extravaganza. I'm kidding. But what better to have on the show for a 13th episode than the bad boys of the paranormal? So what I have today are the two gentlemen that actually inspired me and encouraged me to do this, and actually, while building the blocks for their own success, still found the time and continue to find time to give me tips on my journey. It's the guy that thinks he's always right, Jeff Hillier, the man with the long, short stories, Chance Hancock. Welcome to the show, guys. Thank you. Hey, what's going on, man? What's going on? Not much, not much. You guys are doing Dead X Radio over there on Saturdays between 4 and 7 Eastern. Now, I know that this is your thing, but you guys both, you guys have things you've been doing for a long time. Both of you have had projects you've worked on going back to... Uh, the beginning was. It, was there anything else you thought you'd be doing other than entertainment industry type type work? Well, uh, this is Jeff, and I've, I, I, gosh, I mean, growing up, I've always been some sort of an entertainer. You know, one of those kids that was a goofball, always telling stories and everything. So I, I kind of figured that I had to get into some sort of entertainment-type job because I realized that a regular job doesn't like it when you, all you do is entertain people all day. Yeah, and for me, I pretty much always got in trouble for running my mouth, so it kind of paid off in the long run. Now, now Jeff, you Jeff went more into the independent movie-making area, it seemed. I know you did some artwork for Disney as well. Is that right? Yes, I uh, animated for Disney's Winnie the Pooh. I uh, worked on Detective Barbie projects. I did Big Bird. I did Hot Wheels. I've worked for Star Trek, uh, Paramount Pictures. I've done shit. Oh, sorry, sorry. Can I cuss? I'm oh, sorry. Uh, it's PG-13. Done... You can go. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'll keep it clean. Uh, I've done things for uh, all the NFL teams. I pretty much every sports franchise: baseball, hockey. All the major ones, the collegiate teams. I mean, I've, my uh, my career has spanned a lot of different things, and I've worked in uh, pretty much done projects for all the Fortune 50 companies, and yeah, so I've uh, I've worked a lot in a lot of those fields, and then with uh, the independent films, I've written movies, I've produced, I've directed, I've done animations for them, I've acted, obviously, I'm an actor too, so I've I've uh, I've, I've run the gamut as far as the creative. Entertain the creative and entertainment industry. That's pretty much been my entire life. And then for me, I uh, come from a background where I actually, believe it or not, trained to be a professional dance instructor for a while. So I wound up doing a bit part in the film Seven Sundays with Molly Ringwald. I uh, wound up uh, in that film. I did a full dance routine that I choreographed with the co-star and uh, actually got to kiss her on screen. And then, uh, <laughs> but, you know, in my past, uh, I've always done paranormal investigations for a long, long time, and that turned into me being interviewed on other shows in the past. Like this one. Yeah, like this one. And then I wound up, uh, of course, I had my own radio show at Terrestrial Radio at 1280 AM WTMY in Sarasota. I had a old radio show that I hosted for about, eh, about a year. Yeah, so the radio's been in your blood most of the time, uh, dancing, radio, and again, entertainment. And you've done some, some movie, uh, like you said, you've done some movie roles yourself. You were both in uh, John Resnick's uh, House of Blood. Yep, and um, John Resnick's House of Blood, I did the stunt work in that film, and also played a detective in the movie. Yes, yes. And you died how many times in that movie? 
<laughs> I lost count. I think probably like seven or eight times, I think, something like that. Oh, man. I, I want to I wanna ask, um, uh, Jeff, you, you've done a lot of independent film where you've written and directed, like you said. Um, is it important to you? Because I see both you and you, Chance, and, and Pat and the group, you all interview a lot of independent uh, movie stars, a lot of independent film uh, makers. Uh, independent film's a big deal to you guys. You guys really have a a, um, a lot of that uh, a heart for that. Do you, do you not? Well, here's the thing. Independent film has uh, more of an uphill battle than a studio. They have to yeah. make a good film because they don't have the huge budget and all of the perks that come with a studio film. I mean, I've worked on both studio and independent film. The, the people we interview and bring on, they, yeah, they are in the independent film as well, but they, they have a uh, big distribution and even uh, some big studio projects that we bring in. I mean, we don't limit ourselves to just interviewing independent filmmakers, but as far as my passion for the independent film world, I definitely like encouraging it. And I'm just, you know me, I, I call it like it is. Unfortunately, majority of independent films suck. They really do because people look at their independent film as an art project and a passion project rather than marketing and, and putting something out there that's going to be marketable and keep a pace and get people interested. So you do end up with a lot of crappy independent films, but you have a few that just rise to the top that, that really get it and really understand it. Yeah, a good example would have been, uh, I think it was Wormwood, is that right? The one, uh, the, the zombie yeah. movie? Yeah, yeah. Wormwood, I thoroughly enjoyed Wormwood. That was a great movie. And then I look at something like what you did, Jeff, and Jules Fondu, uh, Dongu, Dongu? Jules Dongu. Get it right, yes. Chris. It's hard to make an independent film and just embracing the campiness of it, I felt, from what I've seen in the previews of it. Yeah, well, you know my sense of humor, and when writing yes. Jules Dongu, it was really just about creating something that just would make people laugh and, and can keep laughing, because... If you can make someone laugh and and they enjoy it, then they walk away and they say good things. Absolutely. And I'm curious because you guys have been promoted. You guys played at House of Dead forever. Uh, you play a little video promo uh, on your breaks for uh, Jules Dandu. How can one see these films? Because the only way I was able to see House of Blood was to show up at Big Show Fest last year. John's House of Blood, I think he I, – I, I'll have to get you the exact link afterwards. You can post it. But – Jules Dongu, you can find on Vimeo. It's actually available for rent and for sale on Vimeo. So everyone, oh. right now, stop what you're doing. Go to Vimeo, find it, and give me your money. There you go. <laughs> You'll probably be glad that you did. Um, <laughs> well, I was just saying, for House of Blood, actually, John is in talks with some distributors right now. Some people are interested in picking the film up and distributing. Uh, of course, once that gets distributed, then, of course, they'll be pushed out to everybody and where they can find it and locate it. But, uh, yeah, there's quite a few places that have been looking at distribution. The hardest thing for independent film out there that I think is, well, is obviously the combination of budget to make a film, uh, but also is distribution. Right. You know, it's one thing to make a film, but it's another to make a film that people can actually go to see, you know, and that's where a lot right. of these, like, you know, up-and-coming people have a problem with. Now, the good thing is, is you do have some people that do have a little bit of a push. they got connections. You know, and even a lot of famous people are falling back to doing their own independent films and not relying on big industry, you know, to do their films because they do have a name, they're able to do a poll, and they have a connection to get distribution. 
Yeah, because it seems to me like uh, is it a sellout move for me to want to see House of Blood remade on a bigger budget? Like, I liked House of Blood, but I like to see what, what someone could really do with it if you put some money into it. But I still want it to be John's vision. You know what I mean? I think that John would be ecstatic about that. So yeah. anyone listening want to give John, uh, like, a million-dollar budget? I think that, yeah, you would be very happy with what you got. I mean, that's well, the deal, right? I mean, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Chance. Well, I was going to say, it should be known. I mean, you know, like you said, you always see us working on up-and-coming future projects. You know, the one thing that, like, Jeff and I and, and John and the rest of the guys we agreed on, that DedX Radio was not going to be our end-all, be-all. DedX Radio right. is more was our stepping stone of cornering the market on bringing the horror, paranormal, and sci-fi genres together. Uh, we wanted to start off with DedX Radio to get numbers and following, lead into television, which you already know. We've got stuff in the works right now for a pilot. But we also want to regenerate a lot of that back into film work. Um, you know, we do have people that are interested in talking with John right now on actually giving us not a minimal budget, but a actually very large budget to do, like, a very large budgeted film. Um, but these are the things that, you know, just like anything else, it takes progress, it takes time, you have to put everything together and get your ducks in a row. Right. Yeah, for right. everyone, out there, trying to, everyone <laughs> out there trying to do your podcast show and everything like that, just <laughs> keep that in mind. We're successful and we don't even like doing it. <laughs> I'm so misguided. No, let me, let me say though, it seems to me from the people you've interviewed that any one of these, any one of these uh, independent filmmakers would love to have a full budget and a full roster, but but the problem is they don't get that control over their over their product. Well, creative control is definitely something that people have to juggle, especially when they're bringing in financiers, whether it be studio or independent investors. So really, if you can work a deal to where you can keep creative control and get your money, that that's the dream. Mm-hmm. Now, moving on from that, and I'm looking at I'm looking at what Chance has done. Chance, you've been primarily, I know you did your, a couple movies, you did a dance, and primarily all about the paranormal. Isn't that what your show was about on, the, on AM radio? Uh, yeah, we discussed all topics of paranormal, everything from, you know, ghost hunting to aliens to Bigfoot, you name it. But it was strictly paranormal back then. Okay. And just to recap what you guys were speaking about earlier, you guys met in a parking lot, and you talked about what you're going to do, how you're going to do this, and you created the Dead X Radio Band. Uh, that's correct, right? Um, yeah, actually, it was in the back of a dark and shady parking lot. Um, it was over a drug deal. And no, I'm kidding. Uh, no, actually, Jeff and I and, and John and Pat, all of us have actually known each other for years. And, uh, like, you know, Jeff and I, we actually met years ago on the House of Blood set, and that's how we became friends. Uh, and Jeff has known Pat for, like, 20-plus years. And I've known – yeah, and I've known John Rusnick for, you know, oh, God, about eight years now, I think. Um, but – you know, like you said, I mean, I come from a paranormal background, you know, and the rest of the guys have had experience and plus, you know, a paranormal background. Um, and then we, it was funny because Jeff actually had came to me with the premise of doing a paranormal uh, TV show. And, you know, and I told him, I said, well, you know, I think we need to generate numbers in order to get, you know, it, like if you, anybody out there, there's tons of people out there who want to do television, you know, to have a new idea or even a film has a new idea. But unless you got something substantial behind you, a name, recognition, something of that matter, 
it's next to impossible to get it out there and get anybody to even look at it to begin with. So for us, because we come from backgrounds and media and everything else, and we already have a vast connection all over the place, it made it a little bit easier for us. But uh, like I said, we wanted to build the numbers to where when we start off a television show, we already have numbers coming right to that program as soon as it airs. And, um, and it makes it a whole lot easier for us to get picked up at that point. Yeah, I see that a lot because you guys know you are primarily, I, I want to say, and maybe I'm wrong, but it seems like you are primarily interested in the paranormal. You love sci-fi horror. That helps, and it helps that you have those connections uh, to be able to have somebody week in, week out that you can talk to that interests the public. And, and that's bringing people to your show. And uh, yeah, you have to understand, we're we're all paranormal investigators. I mean, except for John. I mean, John, John, we're like getting up to speed on stuff. And 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 the reason that he's getting into the paranormal stuff now is because he comes from the the diehard skeptic side. I mean, we're all skeptics, but he's the he's the guy where you know you could have a full body apparition pop in front of him, and he'd be just like, yeah, it's probably my imagination or something. It's dust. I mean, right. So it was so. So he brings a lot of that to it, but uh, the reason that the show is paranormal, horror, and science fiction is because all of us are passionate about all of those genres, and mm-hmm. uh, we do. We we our TV show, uh, Dedex Chronicles, will be paranormal investigation. Obviously, we have multiple movies in the works that will be horror and science fiction related. So. Everything that we are currently working on, all of our projects, cross-pollinated. So uh, it really, we're, we're, we're basically, we're just, you know, building an empire that uh, everyone will eventually bow down to. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> World domination. World domination. Yeah. yeah, Jeff and I are the human version of Pinky in the Brain. Pretty much. So when you're looking into this thing with the with the the movies and you're doing your the Dedex Chronicles, which I'm really looking forward to, because I see what you're doing with this, you're going to take it seriously. You're going to investigate through a skeptic's eyes to disprove and then find the yeah. evidence when the evidence is there is going to be real obvious at that point. But also, the reason why people will sometimes on these shows like uh, we, well, I'm not going to mention names, but on these shows that do ghost investigations that Something happens every week. Something has to be happening every week. So they kind of make it out to be more than it is because you got to garner interest. And I see what you guys are going to do is you've developed your base already. Everybody knows who you are. Everybody knows how you guys are around each other. If nothing happens on a paranormal investigation with you guys and celebrity of choice that week, it doesn't matter. Because everybody's going to have a good time, and I think that's what you guys are aiming for. And see, and that is exactly – you really did. You hit the nail right on the head. You know, because there's so many different ghost shows out there, and so many have been done to death. You know, and I'm not knocking the shows. It's just that, you know, it is fizzling out, the paranormal community. It's very stale. You know, and for us, we made the agreement that it's like, yeah, we love paranormal investigations. I mean, I mean, we, to put it this way, we've been doing it a lot longer than what we've been known or famous for, you know, and because we yeah. actually do have a passion for it. We do love it. But we also realize that it's, not entertaining for television out there anymore because it's been done to death. And that's why we want to take and say, hey, we took our investigation serious. This is how that we preferred to do it and our you know, preferred method to really find some really, really actual definitive proof. But at the same time, we want to be entertaining because even a person out there who's not even into the paranormal at all, they absolutely do not believe in ghosts. Fine, you'll still watch the show because we're entertaining and we'll make you laugh. 
You know, so and that's what we were wanting to go for was, you know, the sheer entertainment value alone as well. And Pat will be naked the whole time on every episode. It's true. But but you want ratings. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, we had the ratings till Pat went there. But uh, okay, like for us, I mean, our our numbers, like even with DedX Radio, has been just, I mean, nonstop growth. You know, and that's the thing. Like, I mean, not trying to brag or sound conceited, and please don't think that. But our show for podcasts has basically pulled off the impossible, and that's the truth. I mean, if you look down the line at different podcast shows, the ones that are typically successful are either ones that they already have a celebrity status when they first start the show, you know, such as like say Press Sultan, someone like that, or two, that they already come from a major brand of maybe say they're uh, an entrepreneur for, you know, a company and then they've got millions of followers. So they start up a podcast about it, about business. So they already bring millions of people to it. We literally have started from the ground up in a parking lot with an idea. And already, DedX Radio is becoming a name household brand that, I mean, now it's getting to the point now where, like, all of us can't go places without somebody in that crowd recognizing us, you know, that we're starting to get that much of a popularity. That's true. Happens all the time. You know, and we love it. I mean, that's what we wanted to do. We wanted to entertain people. Yeah, I, I've seen the growth. I mean, from the day that I that I I came and you guys were in the um, in the Winter Resort in Orlando last year for Freak Show Horror Fest, was I the first person to to publicly uh, call you guys out? No, actually, uh, first time that we were publicly called out was actually it was uh well you remember Fro who was in one of our episodes who uh, a good friend of ours who got the Dennis Radio tattooed in life. Yeah. Bro is actually at a, at a store and heard people talking about our show behind him. That's awesome. Yep, and that it's getting crazy. like that. Yeah, it, it really is. It's getting like that more and more that we go places. I mean, hell, we even went to Hot Topic at the mall and people freaked out because they recognized <laughs> who we were when we walked in. Yeah, it was even, uh, I mean, even a couple months after we started the show, uh, I remember going to a sandwich shop, uh, and I won't name it so I don't interfere with your um, uh, your your, your <laughs> your, your advertisers, so I don't want to, like, you know, give anyone free advertising on your show. But I walked into the sandwich shop, standing in line, and sure enough, as soon as they start talking, the girl behind the counter was like, oh, my God, you're Jeff from DedX Radio, right? And I'm like, yes. And then I got her phone number. <laughs> <laughs> I knew That's at some story. point in this conversation there'd be something about Jeff getting somebody's phone number. I just never had phone number. You know, honestly, I would sit there and laugh about it, but it was a true story that really did happen. True story. But, uh, but yeah, it, it's been getting like that more and more. And like I said, I mean, we love it because, you know, there's there are certain people out there, I think, that they go about it the wrong way. And what I mean is they want to be famous, but then they don't want to be bothered by the people because they're famous. Where us, right. we love talking to anybody and everybody. We love entertaining people in public. I mean, people who watch us on our Periscope are dying laughing because we mess with people in the crowd just walking around us. But that's what we do. That's just how we are naturally. So it just works for us on the show as well. You know, that if we're if we're out in a crowd and somebody recognizes us, you know, from the show and they want to come up and say hi, get a picture, please come up and say hi. Get a picture with us. We're all for it. I mean, we, we love that. You know, we love making our fans happy. I would rather have a fan walk away going, you know what? I met Jeff and Chance and John and Pat today out in public, and those guys were awesome. They were funny. They let me take photographs with them. Then to have them walking away saying, hey, I met the guys in the next radio and they're assholes. You know, 
I mean, I yeah, would much rather have them have a happy memory walking away. Well, that's the true testament to you guys is, is if you don't mind me saying this, Chance, and I'll edit it out if you don't want me to say this, but you reached out to me. I never reached out to you guys. You guys reached out to me for supporting the show, and I really appreciate that because I wasn't anybody. I'm still kind of not anybody. But that's a testament. No one does that. Nobody in entertainment does that. So that was pretty awesome. And, and, and now we're – Well, I was going to say, man, I mean – this is the thing. If people out there, you know, who start having somewhat of a celebrity status, I, I put it this way. There are celebrities that we know that we are bigger than them now. And they're arrogant as hell. They really are. Right. And we're just kind of like, why or how can you be possibly arrogant? How could you possibly even think about being arrogant? You know, and here's the thing. And this is, and this is like advice we even gave you in the past when you were first starting, you know, with your uh, radio show. That no matter how big you forget, you know, you get, never forget your fans. They're the ones who make you who you are. That's how you gain your popularity. That's how you get more successful. Because if you're a jerk to your fans and you lose them, well, now you're just a nobody, you know? Well, what it comes down to for me, really, is I just want everyone to worship me. No, I'm kidding. Um, All right, guys, that concludes part one. Oh, next down to the sum of this. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Too early. Okay, so <laughs> next week we get more into the next Chronicles, more into the paranormal. Also, um, may, tomorrow, you know, uh, may the sixth call fulfill you. That about sums it up. Have a great week. See you next week. Now it's time to hit the button. I'm getting down to the sum of this. The sum of that. The sum of everything. Come on. Yeah, yeah.